Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or Churn and Spoon, or at, uh, I'm sorry, at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie. It would be odd if Brupolo was in Tylertown. Yes, it would. The home of Jamie on Lewis? Ooh, I think that's right. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Very underrated player, Jamie on Lewis. Tylertown used to be, uh, I don't know what it's like now, but it used to be a really good football team. Oh, yeah. I would love Program. to see Jamie on Lewis in this offense. Yes. It'd be, it'd be like Tulu. Yeah, like Tulu. a little more reliable. A little more reliable, I think. Think so? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I was, I was a big, I was a, a little bit of a mark for Jamie on Lewis back in the day. Well, wherever you are in our great state or anywhere, you can get Strange Brew Coffee every day. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping. They'll bring it right to your door, and you can start your day off with a beautiful cup of Strange Brew Coffee. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. If you're an Ole Miss fan, you're listening. They have some great merchandise there. But for everybody else, they have the biggest and best selection of merchandise of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Startville's best Mexican restaurant. As we're recording, it's Monday, which means tomorrow, as you're listening, it is Taco Tuesday. And that is a great reason to go to Humble Taco, as if you needed one. But if you want to enjoy tacos that you can't get anywhere else, tacos are the big thing right now, aren't they? They're like every year there's like a, a food trend every couple of years. Tacos are it right now. Everybody wants to have new, new and exciting tacos. Well, they've got them at Humble Taco. Check them out. Enjoy yourself. Get a, get a margarita. Get some chips and salsa. Get some tacos at Humble Taco. Looking for a lunch idea for today? Why not Firehouse Subs? Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order. It'll be ready within minutes, and then you can pile up the reward points so that maybe that next order is on the house. Also, follow Firehouse Subs on Twitter at Firehouse Subs. They are always making deals, giving discounts, and all sorts of cool things on there. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Well, we tried to jinx it, Robbie Falk, but our powers were not strong enough. And now we, we live in a world where Ole Miss is the now the national champions of college baseball. I gave up jinxing it, and I just knew what was going to happen. I mean, there was, there was no stopping it. Yeah. You, you saw the signs, too. I mean, to win a national championship, and I'm not going to take any way away, anything away from Ole Miss because they played 
exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. But you have to have some luck in there, and they had some luck. Let's be honest. Oh, no and question. They, I mean, they won the game on, on some wild pitches. You don't yes. see that very both, often. Both games got away from Oklahoma from wild pitches. Yeah. The first game, you know, they scored their first three runs all on wild pitches. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they set up the first three runs three on runs. wild pitches. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you, moved a, you moved a couple of guys into scoring position and then a, a big hit. But that's what teams that are playing well, that's what good, good teams do. They well, make I would pay say for is, that. Go back a year ago, Vanderbilt wasn't a bad defensive team. Nope. But they, they lost the ability to field the ball for whatever reason and in those two wins. so And, and I think both – I think – I think it was very similar for both teams. I think the crowd really willed those two teams to national championships. You know, last year, the Mississippi State contingent was probably 90% Mississippi State fans. This year, it, it might have been 90 to 95 Ole Miss fans. Um, so, I, you know, I think the, the biggest takeaway for me, Brian, mm-hmm. is that the state of Mississippi is a baseball state. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we – we love our football here. It's still, it's still king here. But there, there aren't many national championships. There are no real national championships in football from the state of Mississippi schools. You know, Ole Miss claims three. Those are, those are basically just assigned by somebody that there was no championship game. <laughs> They've actually these two teams have won national championships outright, and uh, you can't say that in hardly any other sport. Uh, for the state of Mississippi, with the exception of women's golf. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's really cool. And, you know, for Mississippi State fans, a, a lot of them did not want to ha- have to share this with uh, with their, their friends from Ole Miss. But, you know, I still – you know, I heard the call from David Kellum. We've, we've given him a lot of grief growing up. Yell him, kill him. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty cool. Yeah. You know, that guy's gone through some of the same things that Mississippi State people have gone through. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm quite positive I'm going to between three and six. This oh, afternoon. you will. I'm you will. positive of that. So, so, so I, I mean, it's it, – but it, it, was a, it was a storybook run for Ole Miss just as it was for Mississippi State. Yeah. And uh, there was no stopping them. There was no stopping Mississippi State last year on that run. Mm-hmm. And when, when Ole Miss got to the College World Series and they had that first game against Auburn, it, it just felt inevitable. Yeah. So we say all that to discuss what that means for Mississippi State, but not just, you know, we talked a lot about baseball yesterday. And when I tell you that there's now a coach I feel is under some extra pressure, you might just immediately think, well, he's talking about Chris Lemonis, but I'm not. I think you were yesterday. So I was we've, yesterday. Already covered, we've already covered that. Right. I think that the win on Sunday, almost getting a national championship, puts extra pressure on Mike Leach for this upcoming season, specifically for the Egg Bowl, because we've been talking about the Egg Bowl for a while now and about how, you know, losing three straight is basically, you know, a, a death sentence for a coach at either school and, and, and things of that nature. But now if you're a Mississippi State fan, I know that there's been a couple threads on, on your message board on Six Pack about it was this the worst athletic year for Mississippi State ever. And the, the, obviously the answer is no. State did go to a bowl game. Basketball, I know they weren't any good, but they got to the NIT. Mm-hmm. Baseball was bad. Baseball was very bad. But you still were the defending national champions. But it doesn't compare to some of the, the, the years in the 50s, 60s, so, you know, where you just had nothing. Even, you know, early 2000s. Yeah, the croom years, yeah. You know. yeah. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go that far, but it was without question a very tough year for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially when you think about what they did in the big three sports. And in reality, let's be honest, the softball and volleyball things are great, and those those players deserve respect, and you should definitely cheer for them to do well. But I think we all know they just don't move the needle. And we're talking about football, basketball, baseball, men's basketball, baseball. And in those three sports, Egg Bowl goes to Ole Miss. They went to the Sugar Bowl. Mississippi State goes to the Liberty Bowl. I mean, advantage Ole Miss, no question. Men's basketball, State had a better overall record, went to the NIT, but Ole Miss did split the season series with them. And then in baseball, State wins the series, but kind of a Pyrrhic victory because Ole Miss wins the national championship. So right now, Mississippi State fans are looking for something good to happen. And the next guy up to do that for them is Mike Leach. So there was already, you know, pressure when you're the SEC football coach is just part of the job. It's it's just as much as recruiting and you know having to go to these to the coaches' call-in show. Pressure is part of the job. But now Mississippi State they, they really need Leach to get off to a good start, and they need him to finish strong because. At this point, you're just getting tired of running into your old Miss fan friends wherever you are in the state of Mississippi. Do you agree with my, my premise here that this, it's, not, it's not anything it, – it's, it's not uh, a large amount, right? It's just a little bit more where people are like, man, football better be good this year. I think it absolutely plays into it, man. I mean, this rivalry is so intense, and as much as a lot of people don't want to admit it, what the other program does, what the other university does matters. Do you think – I mean, let's, let's be honest with ourselves here. Do you think Ole Miss makes this run if Mississippi State didn't do it last year? That's a great question, and I've seen a few people ask that question. I don't know. I mean, obviously you can't know, right? But it does feel like it's, there's a connection. Do, do they have the do they have the crowd in Omaha if it wasn't for Mississippi State? Do they win? Did they do the Jello shot thing if it wasn't for Mississippi State? Right. And I'm not saying they're following they're they're followers of Mississippi State. I'm just saying, I think that that triggered a response from Ole Miss's baseball program from their fan base to try and not even one up Mississippi State, but get to where Mississippi State was and be on that level. Because everybody watched that last year. Everybody watched Mississippi State take over that stadium last year. Everybody saw that, that Mississippi State can win a national championship. And you, if, when you're in Mississippi, you can win a national championship. That run had never been accomplished inside this state in baseball. And I think that that – I mean, I think we'd be fooling ourselves if we didn't suggest that that did aid Ole Miss in this run, mm-hmm. whether it's the crowd uh, that traveled – you know, whether it's the players, you know, seeing what Mississippi State did last year and saying, hey, we can do that too. That's I mean, what I was going to say. There, there's a, there's a, a, a mindset amongst not only their players, but their fans as well of, well, Mississippi State did it. We can do it too. Yeah. You know, and listen, I mean, this is not a, a Mississippi, I'm not trying to make this like Mississippi State caused Ole Miss to do this. Right. This Mississippi State is the same way. When you see Ole Miss, it's like 2014. You know, neither one of those teams wanted to give in. Both of those teams wanted to be at the top in, in football that year. 
And, you know, Mississippi State was number one in the country. Ole Miss was number three or four or whatever it was. And uh, for a good portion of that year, those two teams were right there, you know, towards the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and it's been like that forever. I mean, these two teams, these two universities, both of them want to say we are so much better than the other. And in reality, they are right there with each other for the most part when it comes to you know, all athletics considered. You know, one team will build a nice stadium or a nice addition, and the other team's going to do the same thing. You're always – it's just like your brother. You're always trying to beat them. You're always trying to be better. So, yeah. with that in mind, a, a roundabout way to get back to the original question that you asked about, you know, Michael Each, I think, it, I think, you know, state fans are going to want to get back on top here against Ole Miss. Um, they just finished off back-to-back wins in the Egg Bowl and – um, frustrating fashion for the most part. Ole Miss has been the better team the last two years. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you're coming off of uh, a really bad baseball season and uh, watching them win the national championship. There's going to be some pressure within this fan base to, hey, we need to – this is the most important game in the, in the rivalry in any sports that we have. Mm-hmm. This game is the most important. We need to win this. Do you, do you worry about Leach's mentality when it comes to rivalry games? We all know his record at Washington, Washington State, but as you said a few times, and I've said a few times, it's such a gap in the talent between Washington and Washington State. It's almost more like Mississippi State, Alabama than it is Mississippi State, Ole Miss. But at the same time, Leach is certainly not cut from the mullen Moorhead cloth of making that the most important game on the schedule. I really do believe he views it as just another game. Is that going to work long-term? Well, you know, I, I don't know if we, – we've, we've discussed this a lot, and I don't know where I stand on it. You know, I brought up the topic after the Egg Bowl, you know, is this, is this an issue or not? And I, I go both ways on it. I could, I could see it being the whole deal that, you know, Washington was just that much more talented – but then what I always go back to is, you know, they beat USC that was more talented. They beat Oregon. They've, they've beaten teams inside the Pac-12 that sort were of the same way talented. Mississippi State beats LSU and beats Texas yeah. A&M and things like that. I, I do think that you need to – this game needs to be important. You, you need to treat this game differently because it is. It's not the same. This isn't the same ball game as, as playing uh, Kentucky or anything like that. I mean, this game – is important to a lot of people, a lot of people that, that pay for this salary that Michael Leach has. So, I mean, at some point, you know, and I, I don't – listen, I'm not in the locker room. I can't, tell, I can't tell you that he treats it differently or not. I don't know how he – I don't know how he treats in that locker room, but I do know Ole Miss treated it a lot differently the last two years, and a lot differently than they, than they think that they usually treat it because they had – hats and t-shirts made mm. so um and you know lane kiffin was was uh saying a lot of things to, to hype his team up behind the scenes so if that is an issue then it, that needs to be rectified i mean you do you, you do have to treat this game differently let's be honest i mean you can't just go into it thinking it's just another game that's i don't think that's the way to approach it no i'm, I'm in agreement with you and i think that's part of what made mullen so successful was that early in his tenure 
he stressed the importance of this game, and that got people behind him because people were tired of losing that game. I mean, you're coming off a 45 nothing loss after his, you know, before his first season. Uh, and, he, and by beating them in year one, it gave him a ton of credibility. Mm-hmm. You go to Moorhead's first year when he went to Oxford and State destroyed Ole Miss in that game. And then after the game, you've got him talking smack about uh, the Ole Miss athletic department and our, the athletic directors and things of like that. It gave him a ton of credibility. People were like, all right, that's my guy. That's our coach. He gets it. And, and it, on top of that, mm-hmm. remember people were kind of getting sour on Joe Moorhead before that game. Yeah. Like uh, people were people were starting to believe that he, you know, he let a couple of games slip by and, you know, he was kind of struggling with the talent level that he had. That Winning that ball game was big, but the, the what he did after the game – Got everybody fired up again about the guy. They were they were they were right back on board. Now that kind of went down again after the bowl game, but that's neither here nor there. All that to say, if you show some fire in this rivalry at either one of these schools, people are going to start to jump on the bandwagon. Right. So you know maybe he needs to throw a few shots out. You know maybe he needs to uh, call him uh, the school up north or something. Come up with his own thing. I don't know, but um, I do think people want to see some signs of life here. The issue with that, though, is it would feel forced, wouldn't it? If he all yeah. if he came out of nowhere and was just like, you know, I'll tell you one thing we're going to do this season, we're going to kick Ole Miss's ass, people would be like, what did he say? Where, where did that come from? What's going on there? People, people wouldn't know what to make of it. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, but I do know. Now, what if he said he was going to fight Lane Kiffin? Fight him in, I'll fight him in the middle of the field. What's he going to do? I got old man strength. I'm gonna punch him in the mouth. That's right. I'm gonna come to that frat boy. I'm gonna kick him. juice. I'm gonna kick that dog of his. What's he gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it would feel weird. It would feel weird. But I will say that, like I said at the beginning of this, that and it's weird that baseball, you know, ties into. But at the same time, you know, I, I would imagine that Ole Miss fans were probably thinking, like, man, I can't wait to the Egg Bowl. We're, we're, we're going to put the end of this national championship crap that we're hearing once we get the Egg Bowl trophy back. And, and you know and I know that when we go to Oxford on Thanksgiving Day, guess when they're going to honor that baseball team? Yes. When do you think – what game do you think that's going to be? I bet I, you. I just, hope the, I just hope the people that last year said baseball national championships aren't, aren't that important. We're worried about winning football national championships, competing for football national championships – you guys just worry about baseball. I hope I hope the thirty thousand people that drove to to Omaha are keeping that same energy. Keep I hope energy. the people on Twitter that were in my mentions last year are keeping that same energy. I wonder if when Ole Miss does their baseball uh, recognition of the team, will they get the whole team done, or will they have to like rush through it before they get to Elko? I don't know. Ugh. I don't know the answer to that question. But you you can bet your bottom dollar. At least I would say. That, that, wouldn't happened night, if, that wouldn't have happened if Rhett was here. No chance. He would have made it work. No question about it. So, long way to Thanksgiving, obviously. But it is, it's, I think it's just imperative for Leach to get off to a good start. You know, you need to be, at worst, 3-1 and one when Texas A&M comes to town. And you need to find a way to win one of those two games with Arkansas. If State can beat one of LSU, Arkansas, A&M, and win the three non-conference games, they're 4-2 and two when they go to Kentucky. You're okay. You're okay. But anything less than that, people are going to, we're, we're going to have mass riots out in the if, it, if they're six and six or six and five and lose the Egg Bowl, 
I think you know the the seat's pretty hot. It's it's very hot. It's very hot. I don't think that's going to happen. Is the good news? As we said before, I think this is an eight win team pretty easily. So we'll you know they got to do it. They got to do it. All right, let's uh, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it is what's for dinner this week. So I think I'm going to do some beef this week. I think you tell me. You tell me which one you like better. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm, you're making the decision, Robbie. Just saying I'll take into account. I think about either doing some beef back ribs, which I don't know if you ever had them. Basically, it's like ribeye steak on a bone. Mm. You, you cook them like ribs, but it's ribeye meat. Mm. Or I was thinking about doing a couple of Mississippi pot roasts. So the other night I went to um, the Central Service Grill, Central Central Station Grill. Station Grill, yeah. And uh, wait, I think it's the Central Service Grill in Eupora. It's not the oh, one in... A Central yeah. Station is the one in Starville. Okay, that's what Central I thought. Central Service Grill, I think, is what it's called. Yeah. Um, great restaurant, by the way. If you're ever in Eupora, go over there. I had a Mississippi pot roast uh, po' boy. Oh! That was just fantastic. I'm gonna go with that one. I think I think I, think I might do that. Do the pot I, roast. I, I do the uh, I do the Malcolm Reed way of, of cooking it on the grill and getting some smoke before I put it wrap it up and, and get it brazen. So yeah, I think that hey, might that's be. not that's not a terrible idea. No, it's a great. I've had. You it might before. have to do that for the next cookout. I mean, you don't have to twist my arm very much. I promise. So those my ideas. I hope you've got good ones too. Fourth of July is coming up. That's a great time to cook out. That's a great time to put beef on the grill. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. <sighs> we may have to just go and eat like a sympathy meal. You know, you know our friends of, friends of the show, Barrett Sully and Andy Staples, they do a, uh, they do a, a segment on their, when they do college football in Sirius, called Eat Your Feelings. Where they, like if, let's say LSU loses a heartbreaker to whoever, right? They'll do a segment where they pick a Louisiana Baton Rouge restaurant, and you got a hundred bucks, and you just, what would you order? You're gonna eat your feelings. We may need to do it. Eat your feelings after this Ole Miss national title at Two Brothers. An excuse to eat at Two Brothers. I, mean, I don't need an excuse. I make up reasons. I stay ready, especially at Two Brothers. I'm with you, man. So well, we may think about that. But whenever you're in Starkville, I mean, you should be thinking about Two Brothers. Head over there. Grab some great food. Enjoy yourself a great time. Always at Two Brothers, the home of smoked Southern soul food in the Cotton District. Great products, great service. It's a promise every business makes. How do you know who, who you can trust, though? How do you know who's actually delivering on that for you? Well, if they've been around for 47 years, I probably feel pretty good about your chances with, with that particular group. And that's what Advantage Business Systems does. They treat every customer like a neighbor because they are a neighbor. They're a Mississippi business. You're a Mississippi business. You guys need to work together. Whatever your technology needs are, Advantage Business Systems can fill them. And when you need service, you're talking to somebody here in the state that can help you the same day in many cases. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right. We're about halfway through. I think we've got one more week. We'll be halfway through our... Uh, SEC previews here today. We are looking at the Texas A&M Aggies, eight and four a season ago, uh, with a win over the number one team in the nation at the time. Uh, I guess not number one. Georgia may have been number one, but over the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, we all know the drill with him, making a ton of money. 
So are a lot of his players, evidently, although he won't tell you that. And uh, as we saw yesterday, Robbie, uh, the consensus pick among SEC SIDs to finish second in the league. I don't buy it. I don't buy them as second in the league. Uh, the SIDs also, did you see their uh, all-SEC teams? Uh, did those come out today? Yeah, they only picked one guy to, from Mississippi State to make the list, and that was Tulu Smith. Or Tulu Smith. It's Tolu Smith. Sorry. Coach, obviously. Coach, obviously. Um, Tulu Griffin was the second team returner. So that's – the SIDs are not very high very on Mississippi high. State. That's fine. Whatever. But that said, they are very high on Texas a and and I just don't get it. You know, first off, their quarterback play is not great. I mean, where would you rank Haynes King among SEC West starters, right? He's going to be behind Young. He's behind Jefferson. And he's behind Rodgers for sure. And then, I mean, Jalen, Jane Daniels has had good moments. He's done more than Haynes King has. Uh, and Not then, in the it, SEC. No, no, but what Haynes King hasn't done anything in the SEC. He got hurt before they played their first SEC game. I know. I, I just I don't understand this hype every single year for Texas A&M without a proven quarterback. Like if you have a young quarterback, if you've got him surrounded by elite talent at all positions, then like Alabama does with Bryce Young, right? They bring Bryce Young in. He's the number one or number two quarterback in the country coming out of high school. And he's surrounded by five stars at every position. Okay, he can be successful. If you don't have that, why am, why am I buying into you? So that right there is off the top. I don't, I don't, I don't like. So let's look at the schedule here and let's see where we, how disappointing we think they're going to be this year. They should start off two and zero. Although App State is no, they're no pushover, but Sam Houston and App State, the first two games, good. They, they should be two and zero. Yes, and unless App State wants to pull what they did against Michigan, right? Which you never know. Never know. Never okay, know. like I said, it's not, they're just not a pushover. They're going to come in and play hard. That game will be competitive. Then they play Miami. This feels like a statement win for Cristobal to go to an SEC team and get the win on the road. Oh, I like I like I like the, the storylines already. Listen, <laughs> off topic a little bit here. Listen, the nine point five million dollar nil for for Jaden Rashada, which I, I I don't believe. I don't know why Jeremy Crabtree would report that if he didn't feel it was certain. What it, I asked this question on our board. What's the return of investment on that? There is none. It's you have purchase. to win a national championship for that to be even remotely worth it. There is no return on investment. It's a purchase like going to the grocery store, man. It is legit. You've just thrown like, your money away. This I'm, I'm going to spend my, my money on this. I guarantee you this kid does not win a national championship. I, I do, I, you're not going to get my money on that bet. Yeah. So you might go to a New Year's Six Bowl at some point. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it worth $9.5 million to go to the Orange Bowl? That's a great question. To this guy, evidently, it is. I mean, uh, that, that we're setting a terrible precedent here, man, and it's only going to get worse. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to take Miami to win this game. Where is it again? It's at A&M. Okay. Um, I just don't know about A&M, man. I know they're going to be talented, 
I, I'm always of the opinion of like you, you kind of live and die at least from you know how far you go with your quarterback. And the quarterback situation is scary from a you know production standpoint. You don't know what you're getting. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to put Miami in that. I th- I'm probably going to go A and M here. I don't know if I'm quite ready to pull the trigger on Miami, but I, I may think Cristobal is going to do a great job there. I may have made a little mistake here because now I think I'm going to have them two and four. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but if I stick with the Miami, people, going to going to to. Uh, Alabama, no, well, that's, well I guess week, you have Alabama included in that. Yeah, the next week they're in the in Arlington against Arkansas. Arkansas finally broke that losing streak last year. Now, I've told you before I like Arkansas. I think we've already done Arkansas. I'm going to take them to win this game. Yeah, I think so, too. Arkansas is returning. Again, the quarterback is a big deal. They won this game last year. I think it happens again. And then it's they're at Mississippi State. And that's a game I think Mississippi State's going to win. They won last year. Um, I feel like State Mike Leach has had success against Texas A&M throughout his career. I think the Bulldogs are going to get this one. This has been a popular upset pick. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times when we do that, Mississippi State doesn't come come out victorious. But as we stand here today, I'm picking State as well. Yeah. And then it's Alabama. Three straight losses. So, even in your scenario, they're three and three. I'm saying two and four. And it, what's funny about that is they're two and four. There's no hot seat because they would owe them $150 million or something. Oh, yeah. You can't get rid of him. And he just signed the number one recruiting class ever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it turns around, I think, in the second half. I think they can, they can do well there, right? They, they go to South Carolina. I think they can get that one. You agree? Yes. Ole I'm not Miss, that high on South Carolina. Ole Miss comes to, to Kyle Field. That should be a fantastic storyline matchup. Kiffin, Kiffin might coach the game in a clown suit. Please do. I think they can get I, the Rebels at home. I think they're going to win that. So yeah. they're kind of making the turn here. They're kind of getting back on track. I've got them four and four. You've got them five and three. This is the swing game. They play Florida at home. I don't, think Florida's, I don't think Florida's going to be very good. Florida has some issues for sure. So five and four, six and three. Uh, they go to Auburn. I don't like Auburn at all. They'll win that one. Yeah, that could be the end for uh, yeah. Ryan Harson the end for Harson there. Yeah. So seven and three, six and four. They have UMass. Mm-hmm. So seven and four, eight and three. And then they play LSU at home. And that's that's you know eight. eight I would say. Eight and four, and then nine and three. Would you say? I think they win that because I think I think Jimbo. He's still a really good coach. Yeah, and I think a good comeback from three and three to nine and three, or from eight and four, from two and four to eight and four. Well, I think the problem for A and M is they're going. They have all these these, you know, five star recruits. Those guys are going to be playing this year. They're going to get better as the season goes along. Yes. Um, so I, I think by the end of the year, this will be a pretty good team. And I think people will kind of be coming back around on Jimbo at that point. But I think middle of the year, you're going to start hearing people say, you know, Jimbo is, is, is a bust. He can't win with these guys. And so people are going to start talking about how, you know, if he, if he just completely melts this year, he might be gone. Yeah. But I think by the end of the year, he's going to have this thing turned around to the point where they're playing probably in Florida somewhere. And then next year, you it don't have 
you don't have any excuses next year. Next year is the year they should challenge Alabama or they should find a new coach. Simple. Yeah, if you if you don't do it next year, you're in trouble. I agree. So eight and four for me, nine and three for Robbie. Those four those two games against the Florida teams really sort of uh swing the season for them. Miami and Florida. Those are the games that if that, that middle wins the, that right. first part of the schedule going into the middle is huge for them. If they can come out of that and their only loss is Bama, then they're continuing you're in to it. Your chance to go yeah. to the playoff, but I don't see them beating Arkansas, Mississippi State. I, I really don't, but they're but they're certainly talented enough to do they, it. They are. They those are. are those are swing games for me. Those are toss up games. All right. Speaking of the Gators, you just want to go ahead and do them next week? Yeah, why not? All right, we'll talk about the Florida Gator. You had a little mullet in your voice there. Yeah. Eh, he's gone, though. We got we to get a Napier impression working somehow. So we'll do the Florida Gators next week for our SEC preview. Uh, all right, tomorrow's show is the Rumblings. Riley, Robbie, if you want to go ahead and uh, tweet off a, uh, a call to action, we'll, we'll get that out there and get some questions in. Uh, Thursday's show, we will talk about the Auburn Tigers and the opponent preview. Um, plus... Who knows? We'll see what else comes our way uh, between now and then. We're about uh, about two weeks from starting the 50 greatest games uh, in Mississippi State history. So that'll be that'll be a, a segment for us uh, very, very soon. All right, guys. Have a great Monday or a great Tuesday, I'm sorry. And uh, Robbie and I will be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Mississippi Media Production.